Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth with Eden and Kim, shifting you into higher consciousness. The show that elevates, uplifts, and encourages listeners to grow, heal, awaken, and evolve. Eden and Kim include bold topics, special interviews with inspiring guests, intuitive readings, channeled messages from beyond, including celebrities, hot topics to expand your awareness, and time for questions from the audience. Tune in for unprecedented truth, authenticity, on-purpose discussions, and magical moments. Hi, Kim. This is Eden, and I'm um, introducing myself to you. How funny. Um, <laughs> Talk Purpose and Truth podcast. Welcome to another episode. How are you doing, Hello, Kim? Hello, everybody. Excited. Part two. If y'all listened last week or you can go back and listen. Okay. So who, who do we have today? We actually so, have part two, I guess. So it's Daphne Maxwell-Reed. And we have yes. our special guest host today, Buddy Sampson. Yes. Welcome, you guys. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to be here. You would think we had we would have nothing else to talk about, but we will definitely have lots, lots of questions for you. Okay. Yes, lots of more. <laughs> we go deeper and deeper, right? Yeah, this time it might be a little deep. Okay, <laughs> a little deeper. You know, uh, first of all, we want to ask about Tim Reed. I mean, Tim Reed is also an icon of TV, and you've been married to him for many years now. You know, what's Tim Reed doing? You know, and and describe what it's been like to be with Mr. Reed. It depends on what day it is. <laughs> <laughs> We're just human beings. We have our days. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um, it's been a joy. It's been an honor because he's he's the most creative person I've ever met. And uh, his head comes off the pillow and he says, I got an idea. I'm going, oh, boy, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> And he's had some great ideas and he's very talented and he's funny. He is actually funny. So mm-hmm. we have a great time. It's only been 40 years that we've been together. So mm-hmm. that's all 40 years. Except and, for Hollywood. And, and you, you talked actually in the, uh, the uh, previous episode about uh, how you guys uh, met. What was it like when you first saw Tim and everything? Did you know right away that he was the guy? I worked with Tim in Chicago. I was married to somebody else. He was married to somebody else. I didn't notice him for nothing. It was somebody else I worked with. (laughs) So Hmm. I re-met him when I moved out to Los Angeles and was divorced. And he was divorced. And he was doing some show called WKRP in Cincinnati, which I had never seen. You know, some little minor show. I watched it. I did too. (laughs) I had never seen it. It was in like third year. And I I had never seen that. Great show. I kind of care. But all the people from Chicago used to hang out together. And one of the guys I was hanging out with said, do you remember Tim Reed? I'm going, "Mm, no. (laughs) So... He gave him my number. He called and said, would you like to have a drink? I said, okay. So we were going to do a little five-minute drink because he was on his way somewhere. And uh, it turned into a five-hour drink and breakfast. And uh, a couple of months later, we moved in together, lived in sin for two years. And finally, both of us got over the stigma of the M word (laughs) and we got married. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> good and we've been married for 38 years so wow. nice nice God so bless. i'm gonna go i'm gonna take us back to fresh prince of bel-air okay 
Okay. So if, do you have a favorite story from working on the show? We want to hear some juicy gossip. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us something that a lot of people don't know about. Oh, please. <laughs> Everybody knows everything about <laughs> social media has spilled it all. <laughs> oh. But what happened on the set? Uh, we had a blast. I, some of my favorite times were dancing down the hall with James Avery, getting ready to go to work, um, sitting in, in Will's room, listening to music and dancing. We did a lot of dancing and dancing. And uh, we were just a very high powered bunch. Um, we had the privilege of being able to help the writers do the nuances of our characters. Mm -hmm. They would write a script that we would read on Monday in a table read. And sometimes, well, I remember clearly one time, Ashley, the youngest daughter was supposed to back talk her father. And I said, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. no, see, Ashley wouldn't have any teeth if she talked to her father like that. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Black community especially, <laughs> man. You had to do some cultural assuaging there. <laughs> and I said, Maybe at your house, but not at my house. <laughs> so um, we had the privilege of being able to make those distinctions. Mm -hmm. So it felt like a good place to work. Mm. Wow. Wow. Do you feel like when it ended, it felt like something was missing? Because it sounds like you, it met a lot of like what you're looking for in your life. You know what I mean? I had done so many television shows and each one of them had an ending. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was not unusual that this is the last episode. Wait, you just said a line from, um, oh no, that's the, the song that um, Carlton dances to. Okay. It's so unusual. <laughs> it's not unusual. I know. <laughs> that just reminded me of that. It's not, it's unusual. not unusual. I know. To be loved by anyone. Oh, it's uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, she does the dance too. Yeah. <laughs> but Will had told us at the end of the fifth season that the next season was going to be the last. So we all knew that we were coming to an end. He wanted us to be able to make plans to do whatever we wanted to do after the show was over. And it wasn't going to be a surprise. Um, so getting to the end of the season was painful. The last episode was a tearjerker for us. We cried mm. the whole week mm. because it was the camaraderie that we were going to miss. Um, the family. We were, yeah. gonna, we were all very, very close and uh, very, very loving, supportive family. It was a great, great bunch of folk. I wasn't um, as focused on just the ending of the show because my husband and I were doing the architecture and planning to open a studio in uh, Virginia the following year. So I was deep into business plans <laughs> and uh, architectural drawings and all sorts of things. So if the show was over, okay, see ya. I got something to do. <laughs> so, but it was hard. The last episode was very hard. And every time that we shot a scene, we would leave the scene in tears. 
And finally, when the last scene was shot, we all just stood there and cried. Mm. And then they brought a cake and a cake fight broke out. (laughs) That's nice. Nice way to. That's cute. You know, I I have to ask you, um, you know, being a performer and being an actor requires lots and lots of courage and, you know, to get in front of an audience and actually get in front of a camera. Um, What advice would you have uh, for people that are getting into into the performing uh, arts on how to conquer your fears of performing? Um, If you have fear of performing, I don't suggest that you get in this field (laughs) because... (laughs) You have to bear your soul. Um, it, it's an honesty profession. And uh, fear of audiences should not enter into it. Figure out why you fear that audience, conquer that, and then dive into this business. But be prepared. This is hard work. This is needing a preparation. This is being able to open your soul and find something in there that helps the character that you are portraying. Mm -hmm. So sometimes being afraid is part of the character and you get to use it. But if you're going to do theater, being afraid, you probably will do a lot of heaving before you go on the stage. So. Mm -hmm. I actually ask this personally, too, because I'm also a performer as well. I know that a lot of times, like, I'm really nervous before I go on stage. So what do you do for nerves before you go on stage? You've done a lot of theater. No, I don't do a lot of theater. No, 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 no. Y'all work too hard. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, yeah, no, no, no. I don't do a lot of theater. Um, before a performance, I just breathe deeply and let mm-hmm. it out slowly. It's it's kind of a meditative process, but I I really I do a lot of public speaking, and I don't get scared to be on the stage. I prepare, and if I'm prepared, I'm just having a conversation with one person. There ha- happens to be a whole lot of other folks sitting around that person. Wow! So mm-hmm. yeah, that's how I handle it. Yeah, I am a public speaker and that's how I feel. Totally. Yeah. But I think I love your advice on figure out what is it that you're scared of? Because I think that's what the issue is for a lot of people is they, they just almost are in like a habit of getting like, it's almost like, okay, I'm supposed to get nervous. Okay, I'm nervous. But if you get to the root of why, then a lot of times you can conquer it and overcome that and do something different. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got to get over it if you're going to be in this business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to get over it in life. I mean, your next mm-hmm. step you should take with bravery. I mean, a lot of people are fearful to get up and do something. Scared of what? If you fall down, get up mm-hmm. and do it a different way <laughs> and mm-hmm. keep going. The only right. time you fail is when you don't get up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I totally believe in that philosophy. Yeah. What other choice do you have? But some people just stay stuck. Mm-hmm. That's so recently, good. Daphne, you recently were in the highly acclaimed movie Harriet oh. and you played Miss Lucy. What was that like? What was the mood on the set? I mean, 
uh, that had to be just such a powerful historical film. It was a powerful historical experience mm. because it was directed by a black woman. It was produced by a black woman. It was starring a black woman. And that's rare in Hollywood movies. And I had the honor of playing that character. I was so thrilled. Um, they were kind of shyly saying, well, you only have one line. I said, Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play. And it was just a delight. It was engaging because you're costumed, you're in the environment. We did a lot of shooting at night. We did running through the woods. We did walking through a pond. I mean, it wow. was an all encompassing part that wasn't dictated by one line. It was a fabulous experience and I adore Cynthia Erivo. So she, I get to spend time with her and, and just commune with her and just celebrate her talent. She's an amazing person. And I had a ball, had a ball. I was so pleased. I'm, I'm glad that you were actually in such a historical film because actually we need more films like that though, for um, audiences of color. You also are a fashion designer too. You, you've uh, d designed stuff for the runway and uh, you've made like uh, some incredible designs. Tell us about the whole process of uh, fashion designing. Why did you do it in the first place? Well, I've been sewing since I was nine years old. So I've always made my own clothes because I didn't like the fabric that they were made out of in the store. Basically, I couldn't afford to buy the stuff that was in the store. And my mother was a dressmaker. So I learned early. Everybody in my house sewed. So it was just part of what I did. Mm -hmm. And uh, I continued doing that through my modeling career. When I had auditions and things, I would whip something up for the audition. And then I got privilege of doing some of my own wardrobe in shows like Simon and Simon and mm. wearing things on the runway, the red carpet gowns that I designed and made. So it was not unusual for me to make my own things. What was unusual was that I was making something for somebody else. Because mm -hmm. <clears throat> I didn't do that a lot. <laughs> and uh, I kind of, I'm a fabriholic. So I fall in love with a fabric <laughs> and I try to figure out what to do with this piece of fabric. And I discovered Chinese silk brocades uh -huh. and they had such vibrant colors mm -hmm. and was such a rich fabric to work with that I designed a coat for myself that had a little Mandarin collar. And it was just a simple coat, but every time I wore my Chinese silk coats, people would stop me in the street and ask me where I got them from. And uh, I told them I made it. Oh, will you make me one? I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> For years, I said, no. Mm -hmm. And then my husband was doing a fundraiser fashion show for his institute. And he said, would you make a line of those Chinese jackets for um, the show? I said, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess I wasn't doing anything else. And I made a, a, about a dozen of them. And when they hit the runway, people started buying them off the runway. 
Wow. So I said, oh, so <laughs> this could be a business. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to be chained to my sewing machine because I was still doing photography <clears throat> and still acting. So I decided to do a custom line of um, coats. So I have custom customers and uh, they choose their specific fabric and I make something for them. Just a quick follow-up question to, uh, to uh-huh. that. How can customers get your de- uh, designs? How can they actually purchase them? On my website, okay. I have uh, DaphneMaxwellReed.com. There's a section called Daphne Styles, mm-hmm. and it has how to order a custom coat. I have some that are already made. The second line of clothes I made were linen swing coats. Mm-hmm. which um, have real funky linings in them, which is really cool. Ooh, okay. And um, I have those there too. And there are a few left from the last show that we did. Mm-hmm. Ah, I was just watching Gentlemen Prefer Blondes and they had <laughs> the best swing coats in that movie. I was like, those those need to, I want one. <laughs> they are classic. They never right? go out of style. And one size can fit a whole lot of different people. I mean, yeah, from they're flattering, very flattering. They have a, a raglan sleeve on them and it's just easy to wear. We should order some from her. I huh? know. I can't <laughs> wait to go to your website. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you too, buddy. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I made some coats for <laughs> Tim. <as well>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So Daphne, you are a busy woman. Yeah, just have to say that. Yes, you keep busy. So you, in addition to acting, you do photography, fashion, which we we just talked about, fashion designing. And are you a writer too? Uh, I like to be. I've, well, I've oh, the cookbook. The cookbook is cookbook, and the two of my photographic books uh, are journal kinds of books that take you through. Uh, the countries that I was visiting and my impressions of the doors and the mm. culture. So, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm a writer, but I'm not an author. Does that make any sense? Yeah. 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 I can say that for myself too. <laughs> and I started my actual memoirs and I'm, I think 16 pages into it. Okay. <laughs> then Another feeling. <laughs> you just are nonstop. Yes. Very inspiring. You just keep going. Okay. Yeah, that's what you it's, get up for in the morning. Uh, You've done so many yeah. roles, uh, 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 Daphne. Um, is there that's any? Because I'm old. I've been around a long time, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I think I might be uh, older than you, but we, we won't go there. <laughs> I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be 65 in October. Oh, please. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> and someone said that, like, I have underwear that's younger than you are. Oh, my God. <laughs> I give you a hint. My son just turned 50. Okay. Oh. Okay. <laughs> and I was you not 15 when I got him. <laughs> well, yes, well you take good care of yourself. You take yeah. great care okay. of yourself. Yeah. Um, what, what what you've done so many roles? Like, is there any roles that actually particularly stand out to you? Any breakout roles that stand out for you? Yeah, uh, there's some that I actually loved doing, and um, 
one of them was the mortician in Frank's Place. That was probably mm-hmm. my favorite show of all times was Frank's Place. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, there was a show that Showtime had for two years called Lynx. Mm-hmm. And my husband produced it and wrote it uh, with his writing partner, Susan Fales Hill. And I got to play a hooker. <clears throat> oh, okay. This was no ordinary hooker. (laughs) She was adept at the stock market and her clients were only senators and judges. I always had a lot of good information for people when they needed it. So Uh So you were fun fun role. You were very useful. Yes, I was useful on many, many planes. So that one was your one of your favorites. That, that was role. one of my favorite okay. roles. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. was the name of the character? Her name was Eartha. Oh. Like Eartha. <laughs> and I had some great lines. I mean, I really had some great lines. A couple of the writers were good buddies and they knew me well. <laughs> oh, okay. Very good. And, uh, I got to show another side of me. Mm-hmm. Very so good. out of all the out of all the things you do, acting and photography and everything that we mentioned, what if you had to only pick one, which one would you do? Mm. Nah. <laughs> Can't do that. Nah. <laughs> nah. She wouldn't know uh, what rate, to do with, her, with herself. <laughs> there is no order. I was gifted by God with a lot of different talents. It behooves me to honor my God by expressing the wonderful gifts that my God gave me. I cannot put one over the other. They're all valid. And they're all an expression of my presentation of the gift to you. I love that. I think think people feel like they have to decide what they like the best. And I love that answer right there. Uh, what I like the best is what I'm going to do that day. Mm. So I wow. think you're such a great example of self-expression. And and I always look at it like if, if people, like I, I do coaching with clients. And I find that if people aren't letting out their self-expression, that they become stagnant. And they actually feel kind of in a slump where they get more moody how important do you feel self-expression is and how have you been an example of this, like for your kids, for your friends? Self-expression is learning how to communicate your feelings with other people. Yeah. And there are mores, there are boundaries, learning what those boundaries are and how to navigate around them or over them if one needs to is part of learning how to live. and communicate and it's humanity to humanity and trying to figure out how to allow your humanity to not impinge upon somebody else's humanity while you are expressing and fulfilling a joy that you find in your heart. Wow. I'm like, I, I'm speechless. I know. I'm like, I want to write that down. <laughs> Did y'all record that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can replay it when it airs. <laughs> we'll have to post. When we post, we'll tell everyone to take notes. Skylar, you got that? 
<laughs> and we can we can actually make it as a post. Yeah. Yes. Oh, she can put it in a quote. Yes. That's what we'll do. Okay. Yes. We'll send it over. Okay. So Daphne, what are you working on now? Well, right now I'm redesigning my studio. Uh, I have a room here and it's got oh, my styles and cool. Daphne. And this is a big cutting table that's folded up into the wall. And I'm redesigning a, a section of it and purging a lot of things that I don't need anymore. Mm. So that's what I'm working on while I'm shut in with this ice storm and, and this bad weather and this horrible COVID stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm also preparing for a sequel to The Business of Christmas. Oh, great. Um, oh. We're doing a sequel to that and uh, should be shooting the end of March or beginning of April or sometime around there. And this time I get to be directed by my husband who got oh. hired to do this. Wow. Oh, inside secrets. Nice. Is, is that going to be called part two or it has another title? I don't know what the title will be. Is that on Netflix? The first one was never on Netflix. Sorry, oh. buddy. Um, <laughs> it was on BET Plus. Okay. Ooh. And BET Plus has ordered the second one. Okay. Oh. Okay. Uh, I saw it was on Amazon Prime. Is that not true? I don't think so. I've yeah. never seen it on Amazon Prime. It may be. It is. It, it's on Okay, Amazon good. Mm -hmm. Oh, good for you. That's good. cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But originally on BET Plus, and the new one's going to be BET Plus. BET Plus. Mm -hmm. Okay, awesome. And what do you feel? I know we went over this a little bit about your marriage, but what do you feel are or is the secret to being married so long? Um, understanding yourself and your wants, starting with respect having respect for each other, humor mm -hmm. can get you through a lot of stuff <laughs> and learning to communicate. Mm -hmm. When you go into a relationship, you have to understand that you are bringing all of you and you can't change anything of them. They are who they are. You are who you are. And you have to see how you can support each other through the growth of both of you. Hmm. That's, I guess, we fight fair. That's all. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Did you, you add any of that wisdom in your in your cookbook or is it waiting for your <laughs> memoir? That's <laughs> memoir stuff. That's not cookbook. Oh, okay. <laughs> and what about your speaking? Do you, what do you talk, uh, what's the topic when you do your speaking events? Usually it's um, self-actualization and um, encouraging people to jump off a cliff okay. and enjoy <laughs> the ride. Okay. Love okay. it. I would love to see her speak, huh? I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're getting a taste of it. We're getting a taste of yeah. your wisdom. Yeah. How has this ride been for you? you, you you're talking about enjoying Yay! the ride. How is it for you? You know, I have no regrets. Absolutely no. I've made some real stupid moves. I have no regrets. Everything led to who I am today. And I'm real satisfied with who I am today. 
And so are we. Like, I mean, you, you're just fantastic. You do a, a fantastic job as an actress. And, and we're so glad that you've taken so much time out of your schedule to join us on the show. Well, thank you yeah. very much. Yeah. And, yeah, to share and you have to... such a natural confidence about you. It's very oh, yeah. inspiring. Comes with age. You'll get it. <laughs> because after 65... You don't care what they think about it. <laughs> I, <I've noticed> it. <laughs> Has nothing to do with me. That's your problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Getting, we're learning so much today. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for sharing your wisdom with us too. Cause I think that's, I know from your, you taking out time to do this with us, but the wisdom it's priceless. Yeah. Really, really appreciate Absolutely. it. Thank it's you been so awesome. Can you remind everyone how to find you on social media? Because we, we mentioned it in part one, but we need to refresh their memories. M-S and then Daphne. And then the number 13. It's the day I was born, the 13th. Mm. And that's an Instagram. And Daphne Reed on Facebook. And DaphneMaxwellReed.com for all the things that I do. And how to support your local artist by buying some of the stuff she does. Beautiful. Yes. Awesome. And you can buy her book on there as well. Yes. So, all right, everybody. And buddy, thank you so much for being here. Everybody, let, let everybody know how to find the Scoop LA and how to find you, buddy. Yeah, if you want to uh, tune into The Scoop, you can tune into www.thescoopla.com. You can also see an article that we did on Daphne Maxwell Reed in, in The Scoop as well. And you can also see uh, Kim um, Summers Eggleseys column in The Scoop as well, too. She, she does an inspirational column and she does amazing things. And you also got to make sure to, to, to read her books. Um, How to Be a Perfect Ten, I believe, is one of the names of the, the uh, books. And it's a great book. It's a great series. Kim is the most inspirational per person I know. And um, I'm happy she's writing for The Scoop. But again, if you want to see, uh, see The Scoop, go to www.thescoopla.com. Awesome. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank Stay you. Care, Thanks Take for having me. Wear Take a mask. Care. Take care. Yes. Wear a wear, mask. Yes. Wear a mask. <laughs> yes. Take care, everyone. For more information on Eden, go to EdenSuston.com. For more information on Kim, go to KimLifeCoach.com. Make sure to follow them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Talk Purpose and Truth Podcast. If you loved this episode, you'll love every episode. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Thank you for listening.